This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you fast or are you slow? Are you friendly or are you angry? Are you intelligent or are you a complete idiot? You might be able to answer these questions about yourself, but not everyone can. Hi, I'm Stubergeer. Every day, thousands of people, mainly in New York and Washington, D.C., go through their entire lives with a complete and total lack of self-awareness. But that ends now. The Tears for Taylor Foundation is making huge steps in the fight to raise awareness for self-awareness. The foundation was named after Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz, who was tragically born with absolutely no self-awareness whatsoever or sense of irony. This debilitating affliction has recently manifested itself in her embarrassing reporting on the libs of TikTok Twitter account and also in all other aspects of her life. Imagine living life in Taylor's shoes, so clueless so unaware, unable to remember the words that literally just fell out of your mouth. Imagine not realizing that other people know how to use Google. Imagine that you're the joke, but you have no idea. At the Tears for Taylor Foundation, we've been raising money to try to purchase enough self-awareness to make Taylor Lorenz able to recognize at least a small percentage of her blatant hypocrisy. As of this moment, we have raised $157,325, but that's not enough. We will continue raising money all throughout this episode tonight to help achieve victory in this battle. It's not going to be easy. She really is a moron. No one should go through life looking this stupid, but you can help. Contribute to the cause at Tears for Taylor. Org. Only you can prevent the death of self-awareness. Stu does America. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Stu to save 10 bucks. Glenn Beck will tell us how we can win the fight against the grooming of our kids. That's coming up. Remaining COVID protocols are affecting America's baseball team, the Toronto Blue Jays, and I'm not happy about it. But we start by doing the libs of TikTok. Ah, yes, let's talk about Twitter. What is the libs of TikTok account? Basically, it looks at TikTok, finds some crazy liberals doing crazy things, posts them on Twitter for all of our enjoyment, and sometimes for real breaking news and real disturbing content. Let me give you a quick little sample of something uh, the libs of TikTok account exposed. I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. 
Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you people... get the point here. Minor attracted persons rather than pedophile. Uh, that's just one little tiny example. Many of them are honestly just fun and funny. Uh, some of them are really serious and they have to do with teachers saying crazy things and the stuff that you need to know about. Uh, so that is the account and it's become very popular and it has attracted the attention of one Taylor Lorenz, who is an online beat reporter, I guess, for, and I guess a columnist now for the Washington Post. She's been through several jobs recently, but that's where she is today. And she wrote this story called Meet the Woman Behind Libs of TikTok, Secretly Fueling the Rights Outrage Machine. Now, I went through this story a little bit yesterday. Also did a live um, a YouTube live. Go to youtube.com slash America. Subscribe, click the bell. You'll get the lives when we go into it. You, get, you can't be working. You gotta be listening to uh, and watching YouTube videos. That's what everyone does, so please do so. Uh, and I went through all the details here, but let me give you just a little taste as to how balanced this reporting is. If you needed an expert uh, on a conservative account, who would you go to for someone with a really balanced and nuanced position on that person? Obviously, you'd go to Media Matters. This is like the third paragraph. Libs of TikTok is basically acting as a wire service for the broader right-wing media ecosystem, said Ari Drennan, LGBTQ program director for Media Matters, the progressive watchdog group. That's what they are, really. It's been shaping public policy in a real way and affecting teachers' ability to feel safe in their classrooms. Now, of course, you know, you could argue that Libs of TikTok and Media Matters are the same thing. You know, I, I think that, first of all, Media Matters has received millions and millions of dollars, and uh, Libs of TikTok is just a person running a Twitter account. And, uh, and also, they're not intentionally taking things out of context at Libs of TikTok, which is what Media Matters does for a living. Ha but I mean, again, they're both pointing to what they perceive to be kind of crazy examples of the other side. That's basically all they're doing. Now, we know that Taylor Lorenz has been a reporter who's been kind of known for doxing people. She is known for taking obscure people off the internet and making their lives a living hell. It's kind of been her beat over the past few years. Of course, at the same time, this person who, as we noted, has absolutely no self-awareness whatsoever, continually complains about how she is the victim of people uh, harassing her online uh, and doxing her. Let me give you a little, this is a video that Taylor Lorenz made not too long ago about doxing people online online. It's bad. A bunch of people are asking if I'm going to write about the West Elm Caleb story. No, I'm on book leave. I can't keep writing pieces for the New York Times. I literally do have a lot of deadlines. But journalists who are writing about it, please speak to people with experience in online harassment. I'm not going to lie, I've been pretty horrified by a lot of the media coverage of this. A lot of people are just aggregating some of the cruelest commentary online I mean, uh, okay, and whipping it all. Can she not get through one sentence without cutting and going to the, I mean, I just, I get that that's part of the thing with TikTok, but could, you can't, can you have one coherent thought after another? Can there be two strung together? I don't know. And I can't wait for the book. The book I'm sure is going to be wonderful. Now, the libs of TikTok story she wrote basically outed a person who was anonymous online 
Uh, and uh, she decided to make this a focus of the story. Again, it had nothing to do with the story. It's important to note that this account being influential, which it is, I would say, on the right, uh, maybe you could argue there should be a story written about it, uh, how it came about, it, does it have influence, do you think this influence is good or bad? Obviously, conservatives would say it's good, liberals will say it, it's bad. But to put her name in the story has absolutely no, no connection to what she's trying to say here. The, the, what she's trying to do here by putting the name of the person in the story and, of course, some private details is to extract a punishment. A price must be paid. If you are going against the grain in this way that this account and this account holder is, you must be punished. There has to be an intimidation factor so that other people might not. They might also look at TikTok and start picking up crazy videos of the left. That can't be allowed. There must be a price for this behavior. Now, of course, the price can be severe, as one Taylor Lorenz knows herself. Now, she is a public figure. She is one of the most prominent media, internet reporters, there are. She's worked for the two biggest newspapers in America, the New York Times and the Washington Post. She is, you know, she's a celebrity of sorts. And of course, bad things happen to celebrities all the time. I am not a celebrity really of sorts. And, you know, people say all sorts of crazy stuff and say all sorts of awful things about me, about Glenn, about everybody who works here. It's just something when you're in the public eye at some level, you're going to have that. Well, Taylor was absolutely tortured. In fact, she's apparently had a very difficult time dealing with all of the harassment that she believes she has received after writing story after story after story about unknown people on the Internet. Here she is on MSNBC, seriously, like three weeks ago. I've had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I, I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. It's, <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's really hard. Now look. If you're online enough and online activity is affecting you in that way, you should just cancel your accounts and not go on. There's no reason to ever feel that way about some dumb thing that happens on the Internet. But if you and but there are people that feel that way and people do get affected. You know, maybe the first time I was called a Nazi, I may have been affected. I don't remember, but I'm so bored by it at this point. It just rolls off of me. That's, I think, the normal human thing to do. First time it happens, you get worried about it. Then it starts to, OK, this is just the same crap over and over again. Starts to get boring for Taylor Lorenz. She's obviously incredibly emotional and has absolutely no control over the way she acts or her emotions. So she's really super emotional and you'd think that it would be very central to her understanding of what happens when stories are written like this that people can have bad reactions to it you'd think if you out someone like the libs of tiktok account holder that you would understand that hell is going to rain down on them and it probably is right now in fact the person who holds that account has had to go into hiding because of this story and there's absolutely no connection, no level of self-awareness that writing a story like this about someone who's not known, whose name is not public, uh, trying to ruin their lives and extract a price for highlighting dumb liberal behavior, all of that 
no connection to the fact that she was just crying three weeks ago about a much less, uh, much less of a of a story. Right. A, a public figure getting some criticism about their reporting is not equal to what an, an anonymous person being outed in the pages of The Washington Post is going to receive. Now, after that interview on MSNBC, just like she did about The New York Times, because every place she leaves, she winds up criticizing. It's the Keith Olbermann employment strategy. Uh, T- Taylor Lorenz then tweeted about the MSNBC story where she felt I, I don't know, the host of that the show seemed really understanding and really um, empathetic to her situation, but it wasn't good enough for Taylor. Taylor says, if your segment on online harassment leads to even worse online harassment for your subjects, you effed up royally and you should learn how to cover these things properly before ever talking about them again. Now, for someone who seems to think she knows how to cover stories properly again, the self-awareness is not present It's really amazing to see her write this story. Now, the criticism bubbled up on the Internet and did get to the Washington Post. They decided to answer the criticism poorly. Here's what they said. Taylor Lorenz is a diligent and accomplished journalist. No. Whose reporting methods comport entirely with the Washington Post's professional standards. Eh, That that part, I believe. Uh, This is the senior managing editor at the Post said in a uh, statement on Tuesday, adding that the report did not publish or link to any details about the creator's personal life. Now, this, of course, is a lie, a direct an obvious lie because tons of people were able to actually document that they did do this exact thing. They did link uh, to this information. Uh, The Washington Post's assertion that they did not publish or link any details about her personal life appears to be false. According to the Washington Examiner reporter Jerry Dunleavy, an early version of the article linked to the libs of TikTok account owner's real estate license. The link contained the owner's account real estate license number, full name, and possible address. Now, uh, Jerry uh, tweeted this. He said the uh, kind of repeated this. Um, It linked to the real estate license uh, from libs of TikTok account. Link listed the person's name, real estate license number, possible physical address, etc. WAPO only removed the link after being called out on it, and he decided to give us the receipts as well. Here we go. Uh, Here is the original story with the link. Uh, You can see the hyperlink, and where did it go? Right here to this original real estate license. And you see it here. We've blacked out all the information because we don't want uh, to extract a price for people speaking online. Apparently, Taylor Lorenz and The Washington Post do. Uh, they have it right here. And a lot of the stuff we're blacking out is, is are the personal details we were just talking about. Now, The Washington Post finally got called out on this, and their answer was pathetic. They said they linked to publicly available professional information and ultimately deemed it unnecessary as they tried to explain why they got rid of the link after they initially put the link on there. Obviously, completely a ridiculous justification. And they were caught. And the bottom line is they were caught. This has been a complete and utter catastrophe. And it should teach you a little something about hiring someone like Taylor Lorenz, who is obviously not good at this. Right. I mean, look, some people I know like her writing style. Some people I know like her reporting. But I mean, these are not mistakes here. This is someone who's completely disconnected to reality. It feels like you have a real problem going on if you can't put together in your head that three weeks ago you were on TV crying about being harassed and then open up hell on earth on some random person who's just a normal person, a real estate agent, who decides they want to uh, out some people uh, on the left who publicly promoted their own TikToks. 
remember, the, the whole tone of this story is, gosh, this is really bad. Look at what the libs of TikTok account is doing. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's uh, focusing attention on these people who are publicly posting their own videos on TikTok. Now, why do you post a video on TikTok? Can you think of a reason? Number one, you really like the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, that could be it. Number two, you really like attention. You want more attention, and that is why you're posting it. But apparently this attention was not the specific type of attention that some of these people wanted, and that's why we're supposed to feel bad for them. Especially the ones, you know, when we have situations where, you know, I, I, I identify as an iguana. Okay, I understand that's a little ridiculous. Just kind of funny. Um, however, some people uh, are on there saying terrible things that they're teaching kids uh, about sexual, uh, ex sexually explicit content in like first grade. There have been some really bad things that America needs to know about. And thank God we do. And I, just to give you a sense that this is not just a partisan issue, it's also just a terrible reporting issue. This is lazy journalism at its worst. Let me give you an example of this. I posted this on Twitter if you want to check out all the details and all the links. Uh, it's a t another tidbit from a Libs of TikTok story that you may have missed. When describing the account in its earlier commentary, the Washington Post says it, quote, promoted a dubious story about a child sex trafficking ring, meaning basically, you know, they, they were a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? What comes to mind? Pizzagate, QAnon, but no. What did this account holder actually do? To support this claim, the Washington Post and Taylor Lorenz linked to a tweet that the account holder posted in 2020 in which she simply links to an actual bust by Florida authorities of nearly 200 people as reported in the New York Post. And I show you the picture of that tweet. The bust was called Operation Stolen Innocence, and it was very much a real thing. It is not, it's not Pizzagate, it's not QAnon. It has come under some criticism. For example, one of the men reportedly sent a prostitute away when he saw that she was underage and had his guilty verdict overturned. But none of this criticism existed when the former uh, account that is now uh, Libs of TikTok uh, tweeted about the story. The initial arrest had just been reported. In addition, the Tallahassee P Police Department has continued to proudly tout the operation. And the Department of Justice has continued to tout convictions from this operation on child porn and child prostitution charges. Think of this initial wording again, that she promoted a dubious story about a child sex trafficking ring. Just a couple of weeks ago, the Department of Justice was still bragging about it. A person tweets that almost 200 people get arrested for child trafficking, commenting that it is actual important news. And the Washington Post and Taylor Lorenz, her, uh, the summary is that they promoted a dubious story about a sex trafficking ring. And that's just blatantly not fair. It was transparently an attempt to make it appear that the libs of TikTok account was a conspiracy account and a conspiracy theorist with the knowledge that most people would not actually click on the link to see proof of the claim. That is not defensible. And I will say this, it is also not journalism at all. This is a really, really bad uh, situation. I mean, they, they're trying to ruin somebody's life and the reporting is just sloppy and pathetic. Glenn Beck has a special tonight looking at the sort of material that the libs of TikTok account has been exposing and how some of this crazy stuff might be in your kid's school. We'll talk to him about it next. This spring, you can revamp your daily routine with a bespoke post and, of course, their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. 
Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every single month. No matter what you have going on, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to cookouts to must-have like hot sauces and barbecue rubs. I mean, it's summer. You're going to be cooking out probably a lot. you got to have this stuff. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, you can take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them bring the right Box of Awesome uh, to you. I've got a, I got a great travel bag from them that I can you know, use for short trips um, and you know, wherever I go away. Uh, also, a really cool axe. Now, what am I going to do with an axe? I don't know. I barely go outside. But it's cool to have an axe. And if you come to attack me, and my gun is out of bullets, I will chop you up with it. Just saying. They uh, release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but it's, every one I've ever seen has been a lot more than that. Uh, and you only pay a fraction of that price anyway. Uh, box of Awesome, you're going to help support small businesses, which is really important, especially now with the economy and what is going on. Uh, every, everything that comes uh, basically in your Box of Awesome is from some small, cool, up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up. You can skip them up anytime. Uh, you can cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first Box of Awesome when you sign up at Box boxofawesome.com. Enter the code STU at checkout. Boxofawesome.com. Code is STU. 20% off your first box. Do it now. Boxofawesome.com. Code STU. It's a great gift as well. I'm joined now by the one, the only Glenn Beck. His newest special is coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to stay tuned. It's called Project Groomer, exposing the secret plan to brainwash your kids. Glenn, thanks for coming on the program. You're welcome. Um, let me start, though, before we get to your special, although it's related the libs of TikTok controversy with Taylor Lorenz at the Washington Post. Yeah. This is one of the strangest stories I feel like we've dealt with in a long time. In, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. If you just understand it, that you that the libs of TikTok was exposing what they're actually saying and doing, then you understand this completely. It must be destroyed because it was becoming popular. So this is just yet another attempt to teach everyone, shut up, play along, don't, you know, don't cross us or we'll destroy you. And this does, uh, does not end with libs of TikTok getting a Washington Post story, right? Like they've added supposedly 150,000 followers since all this happened. Sure. It's helped their profile, which means eventually they're getting banned, right? Oh, I, I, well, I mean, the only thing going for them is TikTok is owned by the Communist Party of China. <laughs> right. And so they may not have the same, you know, <laughs> well, standards of silencing people that we do. They may actually be better <laughs> at not silencing Americans. They locked down an entire city of Shanghai. But yeah. hey, you know, they're fine with it. Sure. Well, because actually, I think, if I remember right, and again, neither of us are on TikTok, at least in, in any personal way. Um, so I, I don't know for sure. But I think the libs of TikTok... TikTok account was banned, but the Twitter account still exists and they are posting TikToks, but posting them on Twitter. This is the dumbest uh, explanation I've ever uttered. And Twitter's okay with it, but TikTok isn't. For now, Twitter's okay with it, I guess. Yeah, well, if that's the way they're getting it out, then no, it's over. Unless Elon Musk takes it over, then maybe. Don't you wish? Wouldn't I? This is separate from the conversation, but like, if you were a Twitter shareholder, wouldn't you want this? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you want him oh, to, yeah, to yeah, win? Yeah. Shouldn't they accept this deal? Yeah, because you would be a shareholder and you're like, dude, why are we not making more money? Why is this not a bigger platform? This should be huge. Yeah. Um, but again, 
if you understand that it is mainly used by lefty journalists and this way they communicate, this is the way to keep them all herded, um, and it's a way to quickly destroy people who go out of line, you wouldn't want it sold. It's very true. Um, let me go to your special tonight. Okay. Because, you know, the, the libs of TikTok has expo- ex- uh, exposed a lot of stuff yeah. um, as it comes to teachers and educators and people in, you know, camps and preschools who are targeting kids with all sorts of weird stuff. And we, we, we had somebody on who was talking about, uh, we played a video of someone saying that, you know, pedophile is a bad word. Let's talk, talk, them, talk about them as minor attracted persons. Yeah. Um, this sort of stuff is going on like crazy. And it, the groomer debate has been, should you use that term? Is it a fair term to use? Is it too harsh to use a term like that? Where do you fall on that debate? Obviously, the uh, title of the show first, indicates. I was really uncomfortable with it before I did my homework. Yeah. I was uncomfortable. I mean, let's not throw groomer around. That's a pretty, absolutely may not be strong enough. Why? Because that is exactly their intent. They're, I mean, let's see if I can find some of the quotes that I'm going to show you tonight. Um, their, their intent is to actually change your, change your ch- uh, children um, to be activists and voters and break them down, keep break down the um, the the family. Um, hmm. I can't find it, but I, I've got great quotes in their own words where they are talking about we will take these kids and we will shape them. And you as a parent won't have any idea what we've done. You can have them wear their pleated khakis all you want. But when they get out, they'll be ours. See, that's what's so interesting about the libs of TikTok approach is because the videos they're posting, generally speaking, are videos of these people, teachers, many times, bragging about these efforts. Right. Like they're talking to their friends and they're saying, hey, I, you know, these dumb students uh, or these dumb parents send their kids here and then we do what we want with them. This is how we're doing it. They're admitting all of this publicly and expecting it not to get picked up. And because, no, they honestly live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people live in a bubble yeah. now, um, but they live in this bubble where they think everyone thinks like them. And it's just a few crazies on the other side. Uh, you know, conservative Americans don't feel that way. They know it's a lot of crazies. OK, um, but they think that, um, you know, they they own these platforms. Yeah. And, you know, wh- what are they going to do about it? So what they do about it, as soon as they get any momentum at all, they kill them. (laughs) I mean, you know, metaphorically Metaphorically speaking. speaking. Um, Okay, so, because I I think we do have to actually, at this point, Yeah, I think we do. Make sure we know exactly what you're saying. Okay, so there is a a long-term sort of plot to brainwash your kids. And this is not just, because the groomer thing, I think, is interesting as far as a debate goes. Because I don't think what you're saying is, you know... um, some left-wing media personality is trying to actually have sex with children, but there is there that may there is there are some examples of of this yeah, going I've got on. A few, a few. program. But generally speaking, people who are on the left, we're not accusing them of no, that. but well, we are accusing them of, of, of uh, grooming them into a line of thought. In yeah, a way. brainwashing your children. You know, um, uh, 
what's his name? Noah Harari, right? Um, that wrote Homo Sapiens, the book that everybody. Noah, is it Yuval? Like, uh, Yuval. Yeah. Noah Yuval. I, I, I don't remember. know. I can't remember. I, Harari's book. Harari's book. Uh, uh, yeah. He is uh, the, the darling of the left. Everybody who's anybody has read his book. And in it, he talks about um, how there will be no gender by 2050. Now, how's that possible? Yeah, I, I, it's not. Right? No, it's unless not. you just unless, unless you are teaching children beginning now, because the children, remember, we're 2022. Mm-hmm. By the time they're 22, you're approaching 2050. You're just a few years away from it. So the kids that are born today, the kids that are going into pre-K will be that generation going into 2050. If you teach them all there is no gender, then there is no gender by 2050. So why? Like, I, I think there should be, uh, we, should, we should have genders. And the reason why, and really the only reason why, is because it's the truth. Right. There are two genders and we should know what the truth is. I don't uh, like why are they so sold on trying to 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 Who's disentangle? Truth? Who's truth? <laughs> or truth? The that that that, truth. But that is the answer. So, so it's really attack is, on something. It's on it's an attack on truth. It's not an attack on gender in a way. Correct. It's it is two plus two equals five. Mm. They're doing that to everything. So you cannot you can no longer use logic. Remember, this is the world we came from in the Dark Ages. This is the meaning of nonsense. There was a revolution against the church, and they said, if you can't see it, taste it, smell it, touch it, it's nonsense. You can't use a sense to perceive it. Don't listen to it. It's not true. Okay? That's because the church in the Dark Ages, they were using and partnering with the king to say, no, I've got this revelation, or I can read the Bible and you can't. It's right here, but you can't understand it. Okay? There was, there was nonsense. There was um, no way to say officially what was true and what was not true. You didn't have that authority. The authority went to the church and to the king. That's exactly what we're going into. They have to destroy all truth. Up is down, down is up. And then you can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. And we talked about this back in the day. When I can't remember which book of yours that came out. Not The Great Reset, which, by the way, congratulations, number one book in America. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it was Addicted to Outrage. When you talked about postmodernism quite a bit. Yeah. And it, it was all about loosening that foundation. Yeah. There's nothing solid to stand on to form a basis of an ideology, of a, of a civilization. Have you noticed they say, don't read? Don't think, don't question. Don't question. Don't think, don't do research for yourself. You're not smart enough. Yeah. They are teaching you just to take it, just to accept it. And they'll do it by force that you're seeing it now with the, the libs of TikTok. They'll do it through indoctrination that you'll see on the night show. They'll do it through force. And they will teach a whole society, just do and believe as we say. Once you lose the ability to reason, once you lose the ability to read, have you noticed how many people graduate school now? And nobody really cares. Hmm. They can't read. 
They have a first grade. This is what people did to slaves. You make a man a slave mm. by making sure he doesn't know how to think and he can't find answers on his own. Mm. So how does this turn out? Because I was thinking about this. Uh, follow me down this road a little bit. Katanji Brown Jackson is asked, what is a woman? Mm-hmm. She's one of the smartest people in our society, right? Supposedly, highly educated. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think she's wrong on everything, but yeah. highly educated, very, yeah, yeah. very smart, intelligent person. And she can't answer it because she has to, I guess, appeal to a biologist who is the expert in this field. The left media. But she doesn't believe that. You yeah, know, right. she doesn't, she doesn't believe, believe that. that. Right. She's denying the truth. Yeah. Right? So then we have uh, the media who steps in and says, actually, a biologist can answer that question. Because it's, it's not a biology question. So then the USA Today writes an op-ed and says, hey, no one really knows. We, we have to go and ask. Let, let, we'll go ask all these gender experts. What does it really mean to be a woman? And none of them have an answer. None of them have an answer either. And there's no one there to ask that says, what do you mean what's a woman? A woman is a person, a female human being, right? Like there's a, a female adult human being. No one's there to offer even that uh, um, uh, opinion, partially because... We are so we are so centralized as a society to go search for expert opinion as if we don't know what the truth is. We have to go ask some expert. And then the experts in gender theory, they aren't conservative. There are zero. Oh, no, they're Marxists. They're Marxists. So now to get an answer, we can't answer it ourselves. We have to go ask an expert who is almost automatically a Marxist. This feeds into a cycle that leads to 2050. They're not being a gender. Does it not? Is there a way to reverse it? Um, yeah, there's a there's a reckoning coming, you know, between the woke and the awake. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't know what it looks like, but it's going to be painful. And that will decide if we have genders at 2050 or not. You know, there, there is always a reckoning. You know, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. They do. You will pay a price for getting this far off track, hmm. okay? And it's not a punishment. It's just these are universal truths. And so you're going to feel the pain of disconnecting from universal truths. And that'll be things like, you know, all that get gl- glitters is not gold. You know, you just can't keep printing money. Um, you, you can't just keep denying, um, the, the sexes. You can't just say, well, let's reimagine the police or murders will go up in your schools or your, your towns. We're already seeing the effects and it's not punishment. It's just cause and effect. Hmm. Well, if we go down the road of all that glitters is not gold, then we are trying to disprove smash mouth. And, uh, if there is any greater authority. Right. It is smash mouth. Smash mouth. Yeah. It's true. Glenn yeah. Beck. Uh, not Most as likely big a, Marxist. Right. Too, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, not as big an authority as Smash Mouth, but he is a host here on Blaze TV and he has a special tonight. Project Groomer It's exposing the secret plan to brainwash your kids coming up next 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu to save 10 bucks. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you. You know, sometimes we like to have fun here on the program, but that's not what we're doing today. Today, we're helping people. We are raising awareness for self-awareness. 
as part of our, our effort to help the Tears for Taylor Foundation. It's kind of like the Tears for Taylor Foundation Gala here tonight. And I believe we have an update on the fundraising. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Yes, we do. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, soon, soon, Taylor will be self-aware to handle some aspect of her life in some way. The Taylor, Tears for Taylor Foundation, we have now raised up to, wow, $3,037,918. That's a lot of money, uh, but not even nearly enough to help Taylor Lorenz be aware of herself. So we'll continue raising money, tearsfortaylor.org. Um, let me uh, tell you a couple of news stories here. Uh, the Blue Jays, America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, are in an interesting position, and it affects pretty much every Major League Baseball team that has to play against the Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue Jays for the last two years have not really been able to play home games because of COVID and all the crazy restrictions in Canada, and now the crazy restrictions in the United States. So when the Blue Jays were going to leave their home stadium and go to play the Boston Red Sox, they could not fly from Toronto into Boston. No, no. They instead had to take a bus from Toronto to Buffalo, then then fly from Buffalo to Boston. Why is that? Well, apparently our rules are set up that you have to have a you have to prove a negative COVID test when arriving from a foreign country if you're on a plane. But if you're on a bus, you don't have to do that at all. So you can cross the border. I mean, the whole team could have COVID. They can cross the border on a bus. Everything is completely fine. Then they can get on a plane in the United States without having to prove they don't have COVID and flying to Boston. That's totally fine. However, it's not fine for them to fly directly from Toronto to Boston. That is how insane this is. And every, everyone who's doing this, going the opposite way, going into Toronto, are now flying into Buffalo and then taking a two-hour bus trip to Toronto for these games. This is how ridiculous we are. This is how dumb your president is. Uh, so congratulations. By the way, the, uh, they did the um, top 10 Democratic presidential candidates uh, for 2024, and they've ranked them. This is the Washington Post. Taylor Lorenz, that's where she works. Um, I'm going to give these to you in reverse order because the drama is actually, to me, at the other side of this list. But number one is this shows you how bad this is going for the Democrats. The number one 2024 presidential candidate, Joe Biden. Like they that's their best option. This guy with a 30 percent approval rating and who's been a complete catastrophe where they're trying to save him from reporters with the Easter bunny. That's their best call. That's how this is going. Number two. You'd say, well, Kamala Harris, right? No, Pete Buttigieg is number two. Number three is Kamala Harris. Number four, Elizabeth Warren. Number five, Amy Klobuchar. Number six, Roy Cooper. Number seven, Sherrod Brown. Number eight, Cory Booker. Good God, Cory Booker's in your top ten? He wasn't even in the top ten last time he ran. Number nine, Gavin Newsom, which for Gavin, it's got to be like, what the heck? I mean, I, I look like the guy from, uh, you know, from American Psycho. I can't even get in the top five, but he's number nine. But I wanted to end this, end this with number 10. Number 10, eligible by just a couple of months, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is your freaking future, America. Back in a second. Well, did you get a big tax refund, free money from the government? Did that happen to you? Maybe you're going to use that money to buy a brand new home. 
or maybe you're selling a home in this market. Well, that can be the right side uh, right now. It might feel good to be selling your home right now. If you're doing that, you need to have a real estate agent that can actually handle a big transaction like this. Somebody who knows the market, somebody who you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is Glenn Beck's company. You saw him earlier on today's episode ranting about, I don't know what, he's got a special coming up, I don't know. But I will also tell you, he's got realestateagentsitrust.com. And it's a website that will help you uh, find the best agent in your area, whether you're buying or selling a home. You can have a group of people who are actually screened, who can, who've shown really good, solid performance, that know the market and have great experience. You want to go to realestateagentsitrust.com before any real estate transaction. Head there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Imagine not even being able to remember the things you said just a few days ago, and you're so comically self-aware that everyone is constantly making fun of you. That's the position that Taylor Lorenz is in, and that's why we created the Tears for Taylor Foundation. Yes, raising awareness for self-awareness. We have a new update. We are up to over $3 million raised for Taylor's self-awareness. That's not enough. Let's see. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You've, you've been quite generous. We've now raised $7,542,291,464. But you know what? Not even close to enough. Uh, we need way more money if we're going to make her even a little bit self-aware. So keep the funds coming in. They're printing them in Washington. Just keep delivering them to the Tears for Taylor Foundation. Uh, let me give you a couple of reviews. Um, five stars is the appropriate number of stars, obviously, on this show. Uh, KBJ song forever. <laughs> Jeez. You've played the Katanji Browns Jackson song so many times that whenever I hear her name on another show, I instantly hear the song. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. No, thank you, Katanji Brown Jackson, the song. Katanji Brown Jackson, she is for real. Never had a justice quite like her. She's a former public defender. Katanji Brown Jackson, she is for real. <laughs> it's never, I was thinking we're going to stop playing that eventually. Yeah, eventually she's going to, you know, drop out of the Supreme Court. I mean, her career will be over eventually, and then we'll stop playing that song. Uh, this comes in from YouTube, youtube.com slash America. Click subscribe, click the bell, so you get our live broadcasts as well. The comments sh section with Brett Cooper uh, writes in and says, thanks for having Brett on. Wait, is this Brett Cooper in the third person saying thanks for having Brett Cooper on? Well, Stu Does America thanks you for having Brett Cooper come on the Stu Does America show, Brett Cooper. Thank you very much. Uh, Joseph writes, great, no more masks on planes. Now, how long until I can keep my shoes and belt at the, on at the airport? Never. I love this stupid show. Five freaking stars. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe and subscribe to be a Blaze TV supporter. BlazeTV.com slash stew. Uh, make sure to use the co promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. You know, we, we started today's program with a simple question. Does anyone care? Are we the only ones? You know, you look at someone like Taylor Lorenz who is crying on national television about having people have too much information about her, a public figure. And then she writes a massive story in the Washington Post doxing some random internet user. It, it, I mean, how could someone be so self-unaware? And then we realize it's not her fault. She's just sick. And that's why we created the Tears for Taylor Foundation to try to cure 
her incredible illness. I mean, it's almost immeasurable. And we started the show thinking we needed to raise some money to try to help, and well, that's what we've done today. Do we have an update on how much we've been able to raise? I just hope it's gonna be enough for Taylor. It's a big problem, a really big problem. Oh, wow. We've now raised 11 trillion 937 billion, $522,394,829.11. Not even close to enough. Not, nope, you gotta do a lot better than that. We were not able to heal Taylor, but we did get me a few private chats. We'll see you tomorrow.